So welcome back, grade three, four. So in our last chapters, um, Roz and Bright Bill had their first night in their house that the beaver built with them that they called the nest. So if you recall, and in that chapter, um, Bright Bill called Roz his mama, and she actually hugged him and held him and rocked him to sleep. So that was really cute. And in our next chapter, um, Roz went and found the deer, because if you recall, Beaver told her that the deer would help her build a garden. So she went and found the deer, and once again, they made an exchange that Tawny, the mother deer, would help her build a garden. And in return, though, the, deers were, the deer family was allowed to eat there whenever they wanted. And so the garden actually grew really well, and it's brought everyone around. So all the other animals now are more accepting of Roz, and they're wanting to see her and everything. And so when she's having the other animals who are now her friends, when before they ran away from her. So it's really cool. So now let's continue on with chapter 35, The First Swim. Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen here. Good afternoon, you two, said Loudwing as she waddled into the garden. Remember me, Bright Bill. Loudwing, Loudwing. Very good, the old goose giggled. Now, Roz, do you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is swimming day, the day when all the parents take their goslings out on the pond for the first time. And you simply must bring Bright Bill. Swim, swim, said the gosling, shaking his tail feathers. Bright Bill can go, said Roz, but I cannot swim. I cannot go on the pond with him. I will not be able to protect him. Who would have thought a big thing like you would be afraid of a little water? Loudwing laughed. Well, don't you worry about Brightville. He will be safe in the flock, and he's going to have so much fun swimming with the other goslings. We begin at sunrise, so don't be late. See you in the morning. And with that, the goose plopped into the water and glided away. Swim, swim, said the gosling. Yes, Brightville, said the robot. Star staring at the pond, swim, swim. Early the next morning, peeps and honks and splashes began echoing across the calm water. Roz and Bright Bill followed a trail through the fog and over to a beach that was crawling with fluffy goslings and proud parrots. Roz took a few steps into the water and her survival instincts immediately flared up. The robot's computer brain knew that if water got inside her body, it could do serious damage. And so, as the other parents began swimming across the pond, Roz stood safely in the shallows and watched. Brightbill ran up and down the beach with the other goslings, peeping and laughing and pretending to be afraid of the tiny waves. When one wave finally pulled him in, he felt his body floating on top of the water. A big smile appeared on the gosling's face. Clearly, Brightbill was designed to swim. Very good, Brightbill, said Loudwing as she floated past. You're a natural. Yes, Brightbill, you are a natural, said Roz, trying to sound like a good mother. Loudwing rounded up all the goslings and gave them a quick swimming lesson. Remember, everyone, paddle your feet evenly to swim in a straight line. Paddle with your right foot to go left and paddle with your left foot to go right. Try it out and join the rest of us when you're ready. Happy swimming day! Loudwing and the other adult geese calmly glided toward the center of the pond. A jumble of goslings tried to keep up with them. The youngsters jostled and splashed and peeped with excitement, and gradually they paddled in the direction of their parents. Only Brightbill lagged behind. Mama, swim? Roz pointed to the flock. I cannot swim. Go have fun with the other geese. You will be safe with them. 
The gosling took a deep breath. Then he shook his tail feathers and paddled his feet and set out on his very first swim. He drifted too far to the left. Then he drifted too far to the right, but his feet just kept paddling until he caught up with the other goslings. Ross spent the morning watching her son swim around and around the pond, and as she watched him, she felt something like gratitude. Thanks to Brightbill, the robot now had friends, and shelter, and help. Thanks to Brightbill, the robot had become better at surviving. In a way, Ross needed Brightbill as much as Brightbill needed Ross, which was precisely why she felt such concern when the mood on the pond suddenly changed. One moment, everything was tranquil, tranquil, and the next moment, the geese were in a panic. Something was violently sloshing through the group. It was a rock mouth, the giant toothy pike. The fish had been in trouble, had been a problem in the pond for a lot, as long as anyone could remember, but he had never attacked goslings before. All the parents immediately went to protect their young, all the parents except Roz. The robot could only stand in the shallows and watch as her son left the other geese behind and desperately swam toward his mother. Swim to me, Brightbill, quickly! The gosling kicked as fast as he could, but alone on the water, he made an easy target. The pond rippled as Rockmouth slashed below the surface. Mama, help! squeaked Brightbill. The robot was terribly conflicted. Part of her knew that she had to help her son, but another part knew she had to stay out of deep water. Her body lurched forward and then backward again and again as she struggled to make a decision. And then Loudwing came to the rescue. Rockmouth, don't you dare harm that little darling! The old goose fluttered over and splashed down right on the top of the fish. Leave him alone. She pecked and kicked and beat her wings against the fish until he surrendered to the murky depths of the pond. Loudwing escorted Brightbill back to the beach, and a minute later, the gosling was in his mother's arms, safe and sound. Rockmouth isn't as dangerous as he seems, said the goose out of breath, but I think that's enough swimming for one day. Well, that is not really good, is it? Poor Roz, she was conflicted because she didn't know if she should go help um, Brightbill, but she wanted to, but then she knew she'd get in trouble. Have you ever been conflicted like that? Okay, we're going to read one more chapter and we'll be done for today. Chapter 36, The Gosling Grows. Brightbill soon forgot about the incident with Rockmouth, and he spent his mornings cruising around the pond with the other goslings. He was becoming a great little swimmer. He was also becoming a great little speaker. Hello, my name is Brightbill, he had said to anyone who would listen. The gosling was small for his age, and he always would be, but he was growing bigger and stronger by the day. His increasing size was matched by his increasing appetite. He gobbled down grass and berries and nuts and leaves. Sometimes he'd snack on little insects. If it was edible, Brightbill would eat it, and if it wasn't edible, he would eat it anyway. Ross felt something like fright the time she saw Brightbill swallowing pebbles on the beach. She was holding him upside down, hoping the pebbles would fall out of his mouth when Loudwing, Loudwing stepped in. Put the gosling down, said the goose with a laugh. It's perfectly natural for Brightbill to eat a few pebbles. They help him digest his food, but not too many. Okay, little one? Like most youngsters, Brightbill was incredibly curious. He explored the garden and the pond and the forest floor, and he would occasionally explore neighboring homes. He wandered down some hole in the ground and say to whoever was there, Hello, my name is Brightbill. Then a long robot arm would reach in and pull the gosling back outside. Sorry to bother you, Roz would say in her friendliest voice. The mother and son slipped into a good nighttime routine. 
While the gosling slept, the robot might tend to the fire if it, co- it was cool out, or gently fan him if it was warm. If he woke up hungry or thirsty, Roz brought him food and water. And whenever he had nightmares, she is always there to rock him back to sleep.